Hello there, Jack. How are you today? All right, Simon. I am awesome, thanks. What about yourself? I am A-OK. Today is the 23rd of June, National yes. Take Your Dog to Work Day, I believe. It is indeed. Have you brought Poppy, have you? Poppy could not be trusted, Simon. No but Poppy. But Santa Claus is here. Hello, Santa Claus. Who's a good girl? Hi, Santa Claus. Yes, 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 yes. Calm down, calm down. Okay, so do you want to count us in, Jack? I'll count us in, yes. One, two, and a three, four, five. <laughs> Welcome to Black Hair's Employment Team Podcast. We have a very own employment lawyer in your pocket. This podcast is aimed at HR professionals and managers and tends to keep you in the straight and narrow with your staff. And this is a new season, The Law Behind the Movies. This is a podcast series also known as ELIP Goes to Hollywood. Good one, Jack. I like it. I like it a lot. So what we're going to do each week, we will be watching a film. We're then going to use the podcast as a short and snappy film review with a particular focus on any topical employment law issues arising from the plot. And we obviously pick the films, um, Turnabout, and the films we pick will have some kind of employment law, HR-related scenes in them. Love it. Otherwise, we would just be doing plain old movie reviews. <laughs> That's which, true. That's true. <laughs> probably give that a good crack of the whip, Si. <laughs> totally. So this season comes with a big spoiler alert. If you want to watch the films that are spoiling them, then do not listen to this podcast. Um, and the first film we're picking, which is my pick this week, and I've picked the film... Love Actually. Oh, that's a great pick, Si. I love that film, Actually. Actually, did you? <laughs> I do actually love that film. Well, it's a Christmas film. It's mm-hmm. wrong time of year, and we're bang in the middle of summer. That's but hey, we'll so. roll with it. We'll roll with it. Have you watched it in the past week, Jack? Have you? I have, yeah. Although I've watched it a couple of times, I was reasonably up to speed with some of the main characters, but I watched it again just to get up to speed for this session. Good, okay. And John to do the... Brief plot in one sentence of love. It's hard, but try the br- brief plot in one sentence. One on, give, sentence. Give it a go, All Jack. Come time. on, give it a go. Deep breath and go. Right. Love Actually is a 2003 film that follows the lives of eight very different couples. Deals with their love lives in various loosely and interrelated tales. All during the frantic month before Christmas. Well done, Jack. That's one sentence. Put that on your pipe and smoke with it. No, with no piss at all. <laughs> this film is basically an HR nightmare, isn't it, Jack? It sure is. It's got various. I mean, we've picked what we regard as the best handful of mm-hmm. kind of sagas, but there were multiple ones. So, red flag culprit number one is who, Jack? Probably my favourite in the film, I would say. Mm, it's sad, isn't it? It's Hugh head- Grant. Hugh Grant, Prime Minister. Prime Minister, yeah. Martine McCutcheon from EastEnders uh, also had a bit of a musical career. She's a new member of the Prime Minister's housekeeping staff, the lovely Natalie, she's called. So as David is the Prime Minister Hugh Grant, Natalie is his tea lady. There's some interaction between the two of them, which ultimately leads into a romance. Is that right, Jack? Yes, it does. It blossoms quite well. So red flag number one is the fact that Hugh, as we know, Prime Minister, um, Natalie is the tea lady. Um, mm-hmm. Hugh's in a position of power because he's a Prime Minister. Um, at the start of this okay. film, he meets his staff and he forms instant attraction with Natalie, one of um, his staff members. Um, and as you might remember, Jack, David meets the staff and he says to the staff, person named Terence, I had an uncle once who was called Terence. I hated him. I think he was a pervert, but I very much like the look of you. So that's pretty bad for an employer to say that to an employee, isn't it? Probably not the best opening remark to compare them to your uncle who was a pervert. No, I would agree that. Imagine too. I said to you, I had an uncle who's called Jack. He was a pervert. What do you think about that? 
well, that would concern me because <laughs> I'd be worried that you were maybe saying all jacks or perverts. <laughs> exactly. So again, what's the first red flag as far as um, David and Natalie are concerned, Jack? Well, I would say the first one arises when there's a room full of men. I think it's the Prime Minister's cabinet or something. Mm-hmm. And Hugh Grant utters the words, who do I have to screw to get a cup of tea and a chalky biscuit around here? Terrible. And right on cue, in walks Natalie, which is quite bad timing because room full of men, who do I have to screw to get a cup of tea? In she walks and is immediately sexualised by that comment. Exactly. And again, there's some laughter from the cabinet. So again, it's not the best, not the best opening gambit for David no. or for Natalie too. He also says to Natalie something like, I'm getting uncomfortable here. We don't know each other. Um, he asks Natalie, does she have a boyfriend, husband, three legitimate children? Bad. Pretty bad. Position of power, even if you're not in a position, asking someone about the relationship status so blatantly like that, I would say it's a bit of a no-no. What was my opening candidate to you, Jack, when I met you the first time? How did you get a job here? (laughs) Exactly, 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 exactly. Equally equally inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) But not sexualised, is it? That's true, that's true. So again, you know, that comment from David and Natalie, is that harassment, unwanted conduct, potentially, related to sex? Would he say it to a male? Probably not. Nope. Had the purpose or effect of creating a violating someone's dignity or creating a hostile, degrading, intimidating, humiliating environment for her. So again, that would potentially meet the test of harassment. What do you think? Yeah, totally. It could well. I mean, obviously in this this movie, it went a different direction mm-hmm. and the romance blossomed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was the gamble that David took and the behaviour that he embarked on there could well have ticked the box of harassment. If Natalie received it in the in a different manner, big problems, I would say, for the PM. Totally. Big problems. So red flag number one has been done. Red flag number two is what, Jack? Oh, yeah. Red flag number two is <laughs> a, an actor I like from the film's Bad Santa. It's so sad, isn't it? Because he's a nice guy. He is a nice guy. Not in this guy. film, though. Not in this film. Not in this film. Billy Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. Who does he play, Si? He's the... American president, isn't he? Yeah, so he's, he's over on a visit. As the presidents often do, they visit the PM here in the UK and he sees Natalie. I think before that, potentially, I think there's some chat amongst the cabinet of the fact that um, the president is pretty uh, much a predator. Is that right? Yeah, um, I'm sure that does happen. I think they, they're saying, listen, don't let yourself in room with the um, president. He's just a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, what happens after that? So he sees Natalie. He's walking down the stairs, I think, with Hugh Grant. He sees Natalie and he refers to her as a pretty little SOB. And did you Pretty see that? Pretty little son pipes? of a bitch. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, well, he used those languages on the Pretty film. Pretty little son so, yeah. of a bitch. And he also said something which I didn't get, but he says, did you see her pipes? Yeah, that was strange, wasn't it? Yeah. Is that a, what does that mean? Pipes. pipes. Does that mean? I was thinking lungs, boobs, maybe? No, Breasts. does it mean, does it mean, <laughs> mean legs? I think it means like, legs, isn't it? All right, okay. See your legs. Yeah, pipes. I presume it was some part of an anatomy that he thought was attractive anyway. <laughs> anyway, so. the staff all, as I say, referred to the president as a bit of a predator. Yep. He plays predatory behaviour around all the staff. So again, everyone's aware of that. But despite that, Hugh leaves the president in the room with Natalie. Um, and again, not a wise move from David's part. No, definitely not. He returns to the room, doesn't he? And he finds the president. Well, it looks to me like he's either whispering in her ear or he's maybe nibbling on her ear or kissing her or, or something. Kiss, sniffing her hair. Sniffing her <laughs> hair. Maybe <laughs> some kind of... It looked inappropriate. It looked weird. She didn't look comfortable. No. And he's got a glass of whiskey in his hand just no. to put the cherry on the cake. <laughs> exactly. So, so uh, again, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The presence, comments and actions could be sex or sexual harassment, couldn't it, Jack? Yeah, t- totally. I mean, I think referring to... Uh, 
referring to somebody's body parts, and you know, even if it's done in a manner that he thinks they're attractive, but I think just drawing attention to them and and mm -hmm. commenting on them is completely inappropriate and could well breach section 26, the old famous harassment part of the act. Mm -hmm. However, as we know, Preston's not an employee um, of uh, David, is he? No, not you're right, he's not. He's a guest. employer either. No, true. He could be a third party, potentially. Yep, third party. So you're thinking third party harassment, Si? Totally, totally. Um, That's about to be changed, though, isn't totally. it? The law, there's new law coming out on that soon. Some more on that later on this yeah, season. Yeah, watch this space. But again, again, I suppose the problem, the problem is that Hugh has arguably left Natalie on her own with the mm. president. He's doing it for health and safety, probably not, by leaving her alone with the president. Yeah, that's true. So he's got to kind of make sure that she's kind of able to work in an environment which is you know, free from unreasonable risks to her health and her safety. Mm -hmm. And by putting her in a room or leaving her in a room with someone who's already been referred to by other staff as a predator, yeah, yeah. yeah I think he's perhaps not covered himself in glory there. And what do you make of the body shaming this film, Jack? The, the body fat. Shaming. Yeah, there's lots of chat about, you know, Natalie mm -hmm. tells David she was dumped because nobody wants a girlfriend with thighs the size of tree trunks. Um, remember that bit in the film? I vaguely remember that. Was that when he was trying to flirt with her? Totally. Yeah. And again, Natalie's father refers to her as plumpy. Plumpy. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not very nice. And again, remember the scene when um, David, after the encounter with the president, mm -hmm. David says to his right-hand woman, listen, let's, you know, redistribute Natalie. Let's sack mm. her, basically. Um, yep. You know, he says, you know, she says, is that the chubby one? And he says, well, <laughs> would we say she's chubby? You remember that bit? Good Hugh Grant well, impression, so. Would she say, yeah, would we say she's I forgot chubby? all about that bit. Yeah, so he was wanting to redeploy her because he started to think, I, he, he must have recognised that he was starting to fancy her. And then when he says, well, would we call her chubby? Um, <laughs> but he's the, all right there. He's, stand, he's sticking up for her. It's the female, totally, totally. It's the female colleague that's uh, maybe, well, I don't know, you're thinking Kaltoft and all that. Totally, but then again, law. the female person says to David, I think there's a pretty sizable arse there. Yes, Gosh. sir, huge, huge thighs, which is pretty Crikey, bad, isn't it? That is pretty bad. I mean, if, I, if a man said that about a woman, <laughs> there would be hell to pay. I know. But that just shows that it can be, harassment can take place by by, by towards the same sex. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean that? Is that harassment? You say no because of the Caltop case that we are... Yeah, I'm saying this? it could be. I mean, you, we, there was a bit of employment law chat about that a few years ago about whether obesity could potentially, it's not on its own, I think, a disability, but if it's related to underlying health conditions, exactly. then so it if, could if, be. If her, kind of, if her size is related to her disability, mm -hmm. that could be discrimination, could it have some, of some shape or form. Yeah, totally. So... Yeah, there's some. There could have been some mileage in that as an issue for Natalie. I did laugh. I did laugh at the bit. <laughs> I laughed at the bit where Colin Firth yeah. goes to Portugal. Portugal, yeah. To marry Aurelia. Aurelia, the housekeeper. Exactly, yeah. and the father of Aurelia says about his sister, about her sister, "Shut up, Miss Dunkin' Donuts, 2003." <laughs> it's so bad. Again, it's really kind of it's fattest. It is. It you're is. the fattest. No, you're, you're the, the fattest. No, you're the uh, fat. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah okay. I get that. But that was a bit of a bland part of the plot, I thought. Totally, totally. Okay, okay so let's go to red flag curl plot number three, four, three, three. Three. Alan Rickman, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Harry. Harry Carey, yep. Harry Carey. He's married to Emma Thompson in this film, who's mm -hmm. called Karen. And mm -hmm. the secretary. Mm -hmm. Younger, female. And that's Mia, isn't it? Mia. So again, Harry is the managing director. He employs Mia as a secretary 
He's married to Emma Thompson, Karen, and he's the big, powerful boss, the managing director. Um, And Harry buys an expensive necklace as Christmas present for Mia. Um, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean takes about three days to wrap the (laughs) That's right, that's right. Um, And Karen, Emma Thompson, Harry's wife, opens the necklace, thinks of her, then when she opened the resident on Christmas morning, to find it's a Joni Mitchell record with Ouch. the owl with the kind of the awful scene where Emma Thompson is crying and yeah, is playing felt, the background. Joni Mitchell felt right sorry for her at that point in time. Anyway, let's talk about the fact that um, it's Mia who's an employee of Harry, and again, it's funny because Harry, as we said, is a, a big, powerful MD. Yeah. Um, Mia is attractive, younger, yeah. female secretary. But it doesn't quite go in the direction you would think no. this this scenario because unusually um, Mia is pursuing Harry mm-hmm. and Harry, given his due, he's resistant, at least at first. First of all, yeah, first of all. But then he does kind of dig deep into the wage packet and buy her a very expensive necklace for Do Christmas. Do they kiss? Do they kiss? I'm not sure they kiss or not. I can't remember. There's certainly a reference to she says, I'll be waiting under the mistletoe. That's right, that's uh, right, that's right. being that it was waiting for Harry. That's right. So, but... I mean, could buying that Christmas present be harassment? What do you think, Si? Is it unwanted conduct? Possibly not. She I mean, not. she wants the present, doesn't she? Yeah, she says, he says, I'm going Christmas shopping, and she says, oh, what are you going to get for me? Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think I think it would be a bit of a stretch to say that that was unwanted, asking for a present and getting a present. He does, Hi does say to Mia, when they meet, Christ, you don't have a six-foot tight t-shirt wearing boyfriend you'd be bringing and that's when she says no I want to be under the missile who would be kissed so again mm. I suppose that's inappropriate reference like David's reference to Natalie too yes that is true yeah anyway so we say that's not harassment yet not yet red flag culprit number four is who Jack Harry again Harry again Harry poor yeah. Harry poor Alan Rickman Alan Rickman gets a lot of traction in this movie. <laughs> Naturally, it's he's the managing director. Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry has an employee called Sarah, mm-hmm. who is Laura Linney, That's is her. the actress. Yep. Yep, American, yep, 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 yep. works at the big boss Harry's business. Mm-hmm. Sarah fancies Carol, yep. another employee in the business. And Sarah also provides a lot of support for Michael, who it transpires is her disabled brother. Mm-hmm. So one day, I think it's near to the Christmas holidays, yep. Harry calls Sarah into his office and asks her outright, how long have you been in love with Carol? First of all, that's a red flag, isn't it? Why would you say that to an employee, another colleague? Exactly. That's not the best. I mean, that would be be a bit like, you know, asking a a trainee, you know, why do you kind of, why are you behaving like sea otters with another trainee? (laughs) (laughs) Move on, Jack, move on, move on. That's not the worst thing which she says. What else do you say then, Jack? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Harry further encourages Sarah to go and have sex with Carol and have lots of babies (laughs) which is pretty bad isn't it on one view I would say that's pretty blatant I wouldn't fancy defending that if that was brought as a claim clearly it's clearly conduct related to sex or probably of a sexual nature yep could lead to an offensive, humiliating, yeah. intimidating environment for poor Sarah. So it's, it's pretty bad in my view. And again, it's hard to say that could be defended if Sarah lodged a claim against um, Harry's company. Yeah, he's clearly overstepped the mark here. And I think there would be no question that would meet the test of harassment. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 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 
So what happens next in the film? Well, again, you see Sarah hangs out a lot in the office at night time. And again, you see that, don't you? She's in the office at night time. Yeah, she's, she's a bit like again. me. She's a has, grafter. Good one, Jack. <laughs> has she signed an opt-out is the question? Hopefully she has, because again, her mm. hours are probably more than the standard um, saturated maximum. Yep, very true. And she's also on the phone a lot, not to clients, but to her brother, mm-hmm. who we later learn is dis- actually disabled. And, yep. and it looks like she's, you know, the main part of the, of Michael's support mechanism. Yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, there could be an issue there, Si, I totally, suppose. Totally. Discrimination by association, yeah, potentially. Potentially. If she got, if her employer was to, I mean, I don't think there's any evidence in the film that the employer does treat her badly because of that. But if, no. if that were to arise, then there could be an issue there that we would need to think about. In a bit more depth. So yeah, that's that completes red flag number four. Okay, red flag number five is who, Jack? <laughs> it's uh, Alan Rickman's getting all the Harry glo- again, <laughs> Harry Carey. Oh, Harry. poor Harry, he's so good, but yeah, he's such yeah. a bad, bad. It's as I say, it's an HR nightmare for um, us to deal with. It is. So again, Harry tells me as secretary to book the venue for Christmas party, and he says, book the venue, and he says, find the venue, overorder on the drinks, Built by guacamole and advice of females to avoid Kevin if they want their breasts unfondled. Really Ooh. bad, isn't it? That's really bad. It's really bad. I mean, that's <laughs> no, he's really looking out for them, isn't he? Well, I think it's pretty bad because <laughs> the fact that he mentions Kevin, um, who is a kind of a breast fondler. Um, mm, I see what you're saying. Pretty bad. I mean, that. I mean, breast fondling could be sexual assault, couldn't it? Oh, blatantly, yeah. It could go well worse than just the Equality Act, and yeah, as you say. And Harry's the person responsible, the managing partner. She, he knows what's happening, and he's saying to Mia, "Tell the females to avoid Kevin unless they want the breast fund." This is it's, yeah. it's really bad, I think. Exactly, he needs to be taking more stringent measures than that. I mean, okay. Creaky, why is Kevin not being disciplined if he's done? If he's clearly got forum for this, you know, they've got to take reasonable steps to make sure. And it's not good enough to just tell the females, you know, just avoid Kevin. What if Kevin goes? seeking out the females there's big problems so totally totally Definitely. and again the venue Christmas party they picked it's pretty bad isn't it there yeah it's a bit of, weird isn't it it's like yeah. an art gallery or something but there are lots of like photos of willies is there <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't yeah. block that side lots of photos of like willies and oh, bare bottoms I think right um, again yeah. why'd you pick that as a venue Christmas party yeah, that's a bit strange who chose that then Harry or Mia I think Mia Uh, (laughs) but Harry said okay I'll see it so again Harry Mm. saw the venue before they booked it so again it's pretty bad it's pretty inappropriate I think yeah I think if you're if you're going to go to a Christmas party and you're going to experience uh, images on the wall of nudist totally human bodies yeah not great inappropriate I think inappropriate we'll overrule that and um, red flag culprit number six that came to me watch it last night You've got one. You've gone mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. off piece here, Simon. Mm-hmm. Who have you got? Number six. Mm-hmm. Bill Nye. Bill Nye, the musician, yeah. Yep. And Rab C, his manager. <laughs> Rab C knows bit. Okay, yep. what do they do again? So again, um, at the end of the film, Bill says no to the Ellen John party and goes back to spend the night with Rab C. And he said, sell mistake, Chubbs, again, fat mm-hmm. shaving. Um, but he says, tell mistake, Chubbs, but you to be loving my life. Now let's get drunk and watch some porn. <laughs> <laughs> again, uh, Bill employs Rab C. He's an employee, isn't he? He's his manager. Yeah, he's manager, so again, yeah. It's pretty yeah. bad, he says, let's get drunk and watch some porn. 
Yeah, probably not the best idea. Remember Although your Christmas they... party when I said to you, let's go back to mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they have just landed the Christmas number one. I suppose um, so. And I think they do end up watching porn, so it was clearly unwanted. <laughs> uh, that's by the by. Yeah, so well spotted, Si. I didn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. I so love that we... film. I'd say I, I love that film, actually. I know you do, actually. Um, okay. You'll probably be watching it again. I think in so. In six months' time. Exactly. Okay, so any talk about this in this film? Anything else? Not really. Don't have time to talk about the fact that Mark Darcy, no, Colin. Oh, yeah, Bridget Jones's guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes and lo- falls in love with um, Aurelia, who they worked together in France, then they split up, and, you know, mm. he flies to Portugal, go and marry her. Redonkulous. Yeah. yeah. Redonkulous. Yeah. John and Judy, Bilbo Baggins from The Hobbit, <laughs> spends most of his time filming sex scenes with a young lady. Mm-hmm. Not much to report there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin, the guy, Colin, is his name Colin Frizzle? And the Colin guy who Frizzle, says, yeah. kind of, who wants some nuts? <laughs> what did you say? Um, <laughs> Baby's fingers, anyone? <laughs> anyway, that's the yeah. inappropriate. No time he, for that. He goes to America. He's better off in America, isn't he? Take away tips, Simon. Okay, let's go for three, shall we? Okay. So, first of all, watch out for trying to be a matchmaker for two-year staff, as evidenced by Harry and Laura. Employers should not cross these boundaries, as it could result in a claim of harassment. Tip two, take all reasonable steps to prevent harassment. Don't just say that Joe Bloggs is a predator, and you'd better keep out of his way. That's That's, poor, that's not going to cut the mustard. Exactly. And tip three is be aware of employees who might have given responsibilities away from the work, Police, so again, make sure not be treating them less favourably, um, yeah. um, as potentially Harry could have treated Sarah with her real brother, whose name is Michael. Well done, Jack. I like Michael. that. Most important, I think, Simon. Okay. Movie rating. What do you give this movie? Out of how many? Out of ten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would say I'd give it a solid uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Nine. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. The way you go on about it, I thought it would have been a ten, Simon. 11. 11. No, 8.5. 8.5 out of 10. Good. I agree. I would give it an 8. Good. Great cast. Great Christmas classic. Love it. Apart from Mark Darcy, who should have stuck to Bridget Jones. <laughs> okay. So that's my pick this week. Um, what we're discussing next week, Jack, what film we're discuss next week? I think, since I just mentioned it, Bridget Jones. Good one. Any excuse to Good watch one. it. Any Good excuse. one. Any excuse. Is that a film too, is it? It's all about the Xmas, Christmas jumpers. Yeah. Okay, so our homework this week is to watch the film Bridge Jones' Diary um, for next week when we will dissect why the film is so bad, employment law HR related. Is that right, Jack? Yep, we'll ruin the film for you. Good stuff. Right, have a good day. See you soon. Cheers, guys, and cheerio. Bye.